Are you tired of working nine to five? Are you tired of your dreams going unfulfilled? Are you still letting fear stop you from pursuing that business idea? Well, all that stops today. I'm Shawnee Sanders, host of the Girl Take No podcast, a podcast for ambitious women looking to ditch their nine to five and take the leap into entrepreneurship. Each week, you will learn the mindset, methods, and actionable steps other successful entrepreneurs took to make the shift from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and live the life they always dreamed of. Now let's get into today's episode. Guys, welcome to the Girl Take No Podcast. I am your host, Shawnee Sanders. And today we have a great show. We have Shannon Russell with us. She is a former executive producer, um, TV producer. She is now a career coach, a transition career coach, where she helped women pivot to a new career to build the life of their dreams. She is also the host of the Second Act Success Career Podcast. Shannon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Shawnee. This is great. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad I got all that right. <laughs> I didn't mess yes. nothing up. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> so yeah, it is great to have you on the show, a fellow podcaster, of course. But before we get into anything, let's talk about the story behind the brand. What inspired you to start the Second Act Success? Sure. So I began my career, as you mentioned, as a television producer, and that was my dream job forever. I got to luckily accomplish it. And then I had kids. And then everything mm-hmm. kind of changed, and I realized that the long hours and the traveling was a bit too much. Yeah. So I struggled a lot trying to figure out what to pivot to and what I could do that could leave me to be closer to them. My husband's a television producer as well, so we kind mm-hmm. of figured one of us has to do it. It's always the mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I opened a small business franchise. That was my first business. Um, that was here in my small community. We were no longer in the big city. We're in the suburbs. So I opened this business and while I was doing it, we basically teach kids STEM education. So robotics Mm. and Legos. That's really awesome. Yeah. It's really fun. And families would ask, Oh, what grade did you teach? You're such a great teacher. And I would say, Oh no, I'm a television producer. And it would just spark this like, what do you mean? How did you make that crazy transition? Mm -hmm. And after a couple of years of getting that, I started having some friends and even some of my customers asking me to help them transition so they don't have to commute to Manhattan every day. And so I realized that there was something there that so many of us feel stuck and don't think that there's another path. And so um, I decided to launch Second Act Success Um, to do my podcast and get the idea out there and Mm -hmm. also to be a career transition coach and help other women figure out how to say, okay, I did my first act. This was great up until it didn't quite fit anymore. And now I want to check the box that I did it and find something else that's going to equally fill me up for my second act. Yeah. And it's been really, really fun. You know, that that's such a great story because I myself have a lot of friends who also are in their careers and wanting to do something different because I made a shift from marketing over into tech. And mm-hmm. they're always asking me, like, how did you do it? What how did my skills translate to a, a, a you know a role in tech, maybe? And so a lot of women do want to know how to transition into other careers, how to transition into entrepreneurship, which is what this show is all about. So that's an awesome story. So let me ask you this. When did you know it was time? to take that leap. So you knew you had the kids, but I'm pretty sure it was a hard decision for mm-hmm. you to make. So when did you know, okay, you know what? I have to go ahead and I got to take that leap and do this full-time entrepreneurship. 
When we had my first son, we were living in Los Angeles and that's where kind of everything shifted. It mm-hmm. seemed like everyone disappeared. All of our friends, you know, it's a different, it's like a little bubble out there. Yeah. So everyone was going out <laughs> seven nights a week and we weren't able to do that anymore. Yeah. So it changes. Moved, <laughs> it changes everything. And so yeah. we, went, we moved back to the East Coast closer to my family and we were commuting to Manhattan. And now a couple years later, I'm pregnant with my second son. Mm-hmm. And I, I have this moment I speak about a lot about running through Times Square subway station in heels, trying to oh. get the bus to get me back two hours to pick up my you know almost three-year-old from daycare in time. Mm-hmm. And it was just that moment of like, you know what? This isn't fun anymore. I'm yeah. missing all the fun stuff. I remember that specific day I was supposed to be interviewing Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. And I had to miss it because someone had to pick up my son. You know, and it was like, this just isn't. I've done it before and that was really the moment of like something has to change. And then yeah. about two months later or so on maternity leave with my son, I got a call that my show was canceled. Mm. And I took that as a sign from the universe of like, okay, you can pick up the phone, you can get another project yeah, or you can just take this as a sign to find something different. Yeah. Oh man, that definitely is a sign. Yeah. Was it a scary feeling for you to say, okay, let me just take this as that sign and move forward with my own thing? Was it like scary to do that? So scary because everybody <laughs> I knew, my husband included, were in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So this was, I was the first one to do something different. I mean, this was everyone's dream job in my circle. We've been, mm-hmm. you know, and my best friends I've known since I was 22, starting out at MTV. And they were like, what do, you, what do you mean you're leaving? You get paid really well. You're doing all this fun stuff. I'm like, it just doesn't fit anymore. I missed my son's first birthday because I was at South by Southwest shooting a concert. Mm. I'm like, this just isn't, it, it didn't fit. And so people were thinking I was crazy. Um, my husband included again. Um, <laughs> but so it was scary. And I did a lot of missteps, I say. I Mm -hmm. took a nine to five job locally and it was torture. It was not creative. It was toxic. So I knew that wasn't for me. I started uh, a graduate school program at night to become a teacher because I Mm. just thought that was stable. And at the end of the pro... So now I'm all this money in debt and realize I don't want to (laughs) teach. So it was, I feel like, you know, Kudos to the teachers, but. (laughs) I know. Kudos to the teachers. I ended up opening a STEM education company. So I got to teach in a different way. But it just, you know, I tried these different avenues that just didn't work. And then I realized, because I kept thinking that my identity was wrapped up in television. That's who I Mm -hmm. was. Yeah. it's such a niche business. I didn't think those skills of working with celebrities and writing scripts for TV would transfer anywhere. And then when I yeah. really started thinking about it, they did, you know, and opening a business was a great way as an entrepreneur. I got to manage buz- budgets. I wrote marketing copy. I mm-hmm. dealt with people. So really I had to open my mind and my eyes to see what I could do elsewhere. Yeah. You know, I think you you said something that is so real is that we attach ourselves to the job we're doing that to the point where we can't see anything else. And that's why it's so hard to pivot into something else, to do something different or even to wrap your mind around stepping into entrepreneurship or stepping in a new career role because we attach ourselves to that role that we're in and it it becomes our identity. Why do you think we do that? You know what? And, and you've done it, so you know yeah. that pivot. And I'm it's, still working, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's. I think it's just ingrained in us from our parents and our grandparents' generations yeah. of you graduate, exactly. you 
choose that path and that's what you do until retirement. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to change that narrative because I think that it doesn't have to be that way. And my whole thing is, you know what? There could be three, four, five things that you want to do in life. So let's do them all because you get this one life to live. And why at the end of the day, do you want to have any regrets? So now I can say, you know, I was a television producer. Awesome. Yeah. You know, now I can show my kids that you can do different things. Um, so hopefully that's changing a little for the next that generation. That is. That's awesome. And you know what's so crazy today too is that there are so many ways to success today. Like like I said, back then it was about going to college, getting a job, staying that job for 40 years until you retire. Right. Now today it's so many more opportunities and so many other ways where you can make money. You don't have to necessarily do the nine to five anymore. Yes. You know, it's it's just so amazing to see how much we've progressed over the years in terms of we were younger yeah 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 exactly because it was all about like I said nine to five you stayed until you retire you know and what was probably one of the most rewarding things you did because you took that leap you know what just being able to be I I keep bringing it back to being a mom but it's yeah I think just being able to be present and be a class mom or be able to honestly there were days where I'd pick up my kids early from school and bring them with me to classes because Mm -hmm. I could and it was that flexibility I felt you know what I felt like I was in control of my life where I didn't feel like I was prior I felt like I was you know what I had to do and the level that I was at at the time I was in charge. So I had to be at every shoot. I had to travel. I had to work those hours. And it was really awesome to play it on my own watch and, and call the shots myself. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that feeling of just that freedom. You know, yeah. like you said, I'm a mom too. We all moms. And it's hard to juggle working, doing a side hustle, being a mom, being a wife, taking care of household. And if you're able to, and I know a lot of parents, you know, friends of mine who don't have flexibility, like I have a lot of flexibility currently, yeah. but it's still, I know a lot of them that don't have that flexibility and it's really hard to navigate. And so a lot of them want to know how to you know, pivot into something else that'll give them the flexibility, but also they can make a good salary too, you know? So are you able to guide people on that type of path? That's what I try to do with my clients. Yeah. And it's it's a lot about, I talk a lot about non-negotiables. So if you are thinking about that change from say the nine to five to something that's more entrepreneurial where you can, you know, dictate your own schedule, look at what you need. And if you know that you need to be finished work by three o'clock to get the kids from school, then mm-hmm. don't take another job that's going to require you to be there until six. And yeah. it might mean taking a pay cut. It might mean some growth and adjustment to get there. Mm-hmm. But if you start researching now while you're working, I think you can research and find that perfect opportunity to work towards. So I'm definitely not pro, like, I mean, everyone wants to be like walking in like Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire and just saying, yeah. all right, I quit. <laughs> everyone come with me. Exactly. But, don't but do you that. Know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've got bills to pay. So I think yeah, I always say that if you're working, then more power to you because I was not working and getting paid when I had to figure it out. So if you are yeah. working, take that time while you're working to take that 15 minute lunch break, you know, mm-hmm. to just research or work on your resume or update your LinkedIn, you know, just do those things to kind of research what it is you want to do. And there's yeah. so much free content in podcasts like yours and mine and oh, yeah. elsewhere that you can just learn in that free time while you're doing your makeup in the morning or walking the Mm -hmm. dog, you know, just to listen and absorb so that you are confident in that path when it is time to make it. 
Yeah. And, and you know, that's what I tell people too. Like, you know, and, and taking the leap, it doesn't mean, like you said, okay, quit your job today. I think taking the leap is a journey. You know yes. what I mean? And you have to get there when it's your time to be there because no, like I said, we all have bills to pay. We all have responsibility, but I think as an entrepreneur, as you did, you will know when it's time for you to take that leap. You know, let me ask you this. Did you know, did you think entrepreneurship was where you're going to end up? Or did you feel like I'm going to be a TV producer, like probably one of the top, a nominated, like Emmy Award nominated type of producer? <laughs> that was like, Shawnee, I wanted to be that since I was probably five years old. So I, that was the only thing I ever thought. I didn't want to go to college. I just wanted to move to Hollywood and do the thing. Yeah. Um, but I think looking back, I've done a lot of self-reflection in the past like seven years since I've left. And my grandfather, who was my everything, retired and then opened his own business. And so now mm. that I think back, I'm like, maybe it was in my blood to yeah. do this. And I wish he was around to be able to talk to you about it. But I think it was in my blood, like deep down, where as I am headstrong. So like if I knew at five years old that this was what I was going to do, nobody was going to tell me otherwise. Exactly. exactly. You know, but once I did it, it opened me up to say, okay, well, what's next? And that's where it got exciting. You know, like Mm -hmm. you said, to think about that journey and what could be next. And I think that's where the idea that, you know, I can control things and really I'm more than what that first act was. Yeah. I'm more than that identity. And um, it's kind of cool. And you're learning and changing every day. Yeah. I, I think that's cool that you said that I'm more than just that first act. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I have so much more to me. And that's how I felt too. I'm like, yeah. I'm more than just what I'm doing as a job. You know, yeah. I have so many more gifts and talents and things that I that I want to do and I want to express, which is what made me start the podcast. And it's, it's so funny. I tell people I actually started I used to work with Sirius Satellite Radio for a long time. So I did radio for a while, you know, and I feel like I'm just coming like a full three, six, I'm coming back to where it started, you know, and it's yes. so funny, but I enjoy it. And I feel like this is definitely my second act. This is it. This is where I see my true success coming from versus just kind of like working for someone. Do you help people identify what that second act is? Or do they normally come to you already knowing what they want to do? Both actually. So I've had some clients that come. Um, I actually have a course and in the fall, there was a Mm. a student in my course who had 10 ideas, no joke, of what (laughs) she wanted to do. She was a stay-at-home mom, homeschooling her kids. And she's like, I want to do this. Here's 10 ideas. Mm -hmm. And so it took us a lot of time to break it down into Mm -hmm. two. And she's still debating on those two all these months (laughs) later. But the fact that she got down to two and she's now taking certain certifications and learning and, you know, but it's, yeah. So definitely have to rein it in and, and, mm-hmm. and go back to that non-negotiables list and kind of look yeah. and see like, because you can think this sounds amazing. And as you start researching, you realize, oh, it's not really a good fit. And that's great because then you can cross it off and you can focus and research on others. So yeah, I get um, both types of clients, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. Because <laughs> I, I was going to ask that question. I know you probably get people to come in with tons of ideas. And then we definitely have to narrow it down. You know what I mean? To think yeah. about what exactly. And I think you mentioned, like you mentioned, the non-negotiables, because then it becomes a deeper type of decision versus just, oh, I just want to do something different. Now it becomes, no, I'm doing this because I need more time. I need more flexibility. You know, I need more. I need to be able to help my mother or either I need to be able to help my children or my family. I need to have all this freedom to do certain things. And so I think that's kind of cool where you keep telling people think about your non-negotiables because it becomes more of what do you truly want right before you take that second act 
Totally. And we can want to start a business, but maybe the bills are the most important. That's your non-negotiable mm-hmm. right now. So maybe you start yeah. the side hustle and you yep. do it on the side. And, mm-hmm. you know, so there's ways around it. And it's, I guess, also you don't want to leave someplace that you're not happy to get yeah. somewhere else and find yourself in that same situation. So that's really, and especially at our age and in mm-hmm. that second act time frame where you're like, I don't have time for that anymore. I want to no. know and be really sure with where I'm going because- I know now. I know more than I knew at 22 where I was, oh, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. just figuring it out. So, and, and I have to admit that when I decided to take this job I am currently in, I knew that when I was looking, I was at a place where I had to be there five days a week. I couldn't, there was not much flexibility. It was a micromanaging type of situation. And um, I was there a long time because I was comfortable. You know what I mean? It's like you get comfortable in places because you feel like, oh, I could do the job. It's easy. I don't care about the micromanager. Who cares? Whatever. But I knew going into the next phase, I was like, okay, I got to have something that gives me flexibility because I do want to start a side hustle. I do want to start something else. So I need flexibility. You know, kids are coming home earlier now. Maybe we don't have to pay for aftercare if I'm home more. Right. You know what I mean? Certain things that we can save on so I can invest in my side business. So that was a big um, determining factor for me too, going into that second piece of, okay, it's about flexibility. You know, it's about what I need in order to start this business, help me run this side business and being able to, you know, attract a certain type of salary so I can do so. And run with your family, something that fits your family at that point, you know? Yeah, I agree. So it was, it was a major piece of that. Um, what actually, cause that's what I say. I want to get back into the people that come with the multiple ideas <laughs> <laughs> because I have friends who are like, I could do so many things, you know what I mean? And it's so hard. Like what kind of strategy or steps do you have to take to get people to kind of like narrow that list down? Because I know it's hard to do that. Cause it's hard for me to convince my friends like, girl, you are doing too much. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so it- what do you do? Well, you and I are doing too much now too, like yeah. between the podcast and, you know, but yeah. so I always say like, cool, you can do it all. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, let's do it all, but let's look at right now what your next step, what is that step in front of you? So it yeah. might mean taking a couple, um, like in the course that I have, like you really go through diving, doing a deep dive into each one. Mm-hmm. And it might be where, um, this particular client that I was talking about, she realized that this one, um, Pilates, um, certification she wanted was outside of their budget at the moment. Yeah. So she was able to say, okay, well, I think I'd be really great at that, but right now is not the right time. So I'm going to take it off the list for now. And then it was like, okay, well I've made, um, you know, t-shirts. I'm very creative and I like to design things, you know, maybe I could do that. Okay. Well that would work. Let's go deeper. What would the cost be for that? And what would the time be? So it's really just going through each one, looking at the cost, looking at the time, can you do it while you're working another job? Is it going to be a full or how long will it take for mm-hmm. you to monetize? Yeah. Um, so it's really doing that. And then even broadening it and looking on your LinkedIn or in social or in your circles of, do I know anyone who does this? Do I have any mm-hmm. contacts that can give me that warm introduction or, you know, someone who started an, an Etsy shop, for example, maybe you can talk to that friend or that friend of a friend and say, how did it go for you? How long did it take until you really started making a salary from it Um, and doing that research? Because that might, you know, make you back away if you realize like, oh, I really need to make X amount. And that's, I'm not going to see that happening for a while with that, Mm -hmm. with that opportunity. So, or even just changing jobs, knowing that like, okay, well, let's talk to someone who's 
in that role or at that company to find out if that truly is a fit. So it's, you know, reaching out to who you know, kind of looking and, and just yeah. diving deep. Um, yeah. So yeah I like time. that. I like the fact that, cause you know, you have some people that promise you, Oh, just come to me. We'll be able to get you. You're going to find your next career. I like the fact that, like I said, you just go deeper than that and you yeah. provide like, okay, you want to do this, but why let's, let's map that out and see what that looks like. I like that because most people would just say, Oh yeah, well go try it. Instead of saying, Let's see what that looks like for you. Let's see what the cost is involved in it. Let's look at all your ideas together. And then let's see which one is actually one that you are actually able to attain. Right. I like and, it. You got to yeah. excuse me. I have a fly in here and it is like <laughs> driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm sitting here the whole time talking, hoping to, I'm like, I cannot take this right now. I don't see it. So you're, so you're good, good that you don't see it. <laughs> oh my God, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> so when do you know, when do you, when do most people know it's time for a second act? When do you know it's time for a career change? I always say that it's like looking at your why and really how you feel every day. So it's like, mm -hmm. are you having the Sunday scaries where you wake up on Sunday and you're like, oh God, oh, yeah. I'm dreading tomorrow. Are you taking your stress from work or your current uh, business, whatever it might be, out on your kids, out on your husband, partner? Um, mm -hmm. You know, is it affecting your life in other ways? For me, going back to television, it really was. It was affecting the stress level. It was affecting yeah. me missing out. So for me, that's where it was the epiphany. So I think that's where a lot of people start to say, like, okay, I can continue. Like you were saying, like, it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. But again, as moms especially we're in this this you know however many years 18 years or so it seems mm -hmm. like much more but you're, yeah. you're in this role where you're just focusing everything on the kids which is what you need what they need but then when they're gone and they're off to college are you going to be happy with what you're working on now and i have a lot of friends who are absolutely not happy they're focusing mm -hmm. everything on the children and oh, it yeah. makes me so sad because i feel like they're going to wake up and say what did i do Yes. And I think I just, a lot of moms do that yeah. where they're so like um, into the kids and then they're as soon as they're out of the house, because I have a lot of friends now who kids are coming out of the house and they are at that stage where they're like, well, what is am I going to do? Because my whole life was the kids. Yes. And now I have to deal with the fact that I don't like my job. You know, right. I don't even necessarily like where I live, really, because I lived here because of the kids. You know, so that that's that is definitely true. What do you think is probably one of the most scariest things? I know it's scary to make a career change. It's scary for people to even think about leaving a job, especially if they've been there like five plus, let's say yeah. more than five years because of the comfortability and the security that they think they have. Why do you think it's so hard for people to believe enough in themselves to take that next step? I've seen so many people put their support and the approval on a partner or family or friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always say letting it, you know, not keeping it close to the chest mm -hmm. for as long as you should. So if you have this idea for something or a, a want to change, re do the research, internalize it, know your why, know all of that, and then approach your husband or wife or, you know, friends yeah. and family about it. Because if they're not supportive, that's going to weigh on you. And I think a lot of mm -hmm. people 
put other people first. A lot of us do because we're so used to serving others. We're used to serving the kids and making sure, you know, we're the ones that keep the peace all over. Yeah, and I that's think true. It's, you're, you're worried about what other people will think. And mm-hmm. I'm sure, I mean, I know people thought I was crazy. And now it's come to the fact that people are like, coming to me now, not that they ever said I was crazy, but that's just my personality anyway, to just like, mm-hmm. oh, Shannon's going to try anything. But now they're asking <laughs> me for the advice. Like I have people- At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. People in entertainment now saying, all right, well, now I'm, you know, in my 40s and I don't want to produce the same stuff anymore. Can you help me? And I think it's just about finally realizing that you don't need to worry about what other people think. You're the judge, right? You have to make Mm -hmm. yourself happy. And in the end... When you are happy and you finally make that shift, everyone around is going to see that. They're going to see you happier. It's going to make them happier. But it's, I always say, just hold it to yourself until you're yeah. truly confident before you let anyone else know. Yeah, I think that is part of it too. And it's just like, even with any entrepreneur, when they have a business idea and they want, like you said, I want to do this thing. And people are like, what? You know, they always go, it's always those naysayers that will kind of creep into your mind and make you doubt what you're doing, which stops a lot of people from pursuing those things that they truly want to do, those goals, those ideas, that business. It's because they're so afraid, not even afraid of failure, but they're just afraid of what other people think, which is so strange to me. Yeah, it is. It is. And then, but then you get in our, like, our podcasting community and you have so mm-hmm. many people that are supportive of each other and we can help oh, each yeah. other. And you realize that that's really what matters, like mm-hmm. in a sense, right? Like you, the people you're around is what matters and that you're contributing to that community. And then, you know, those people who might've been naysayers will come back and be like, I'm, I'm really proud of you. Like, this is yes. incredible. Like I thought yes. you were nuts, but you did it. And, <laughs> yes. and then you can be like, yep, I know. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Cause I, I know that I was like, Hey, you know, when I first started the podcast, I was like, Hey, you know, I got to get guests, you know, let me just try some of my, my friends. Cause I know they're, you know, women, they're successful and believe it or not, a lot of them wouldn't do it with me. And I was so surprised, but now the show is picking up some traction. The show is now becoming, you know, a little more popular and I'm having more guests like yourself on it. Yeah. And now I have those friends now say, Oh, I would love to be on the show. And I'm like, of course you would. <laughs> now you would. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember and I'm booked. I'll let you know when I have an opening. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Isn't that so funny? Oh and but they wish that they could do that. Like I think yes. you know, and you don't want to wake up at the end of the day and say, like, oh, I could have done that. So yes. try it. You can always go back. That's another really great point to talk about is I can go back and produce TV tomorrow. You could go back mm-hmm. to your old nine to five job tomorrow if you want to. Oh, yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. it's you're not just changing everything. You're still, you're adding on to your life's resume and you can go back. Yeah. So there's always yeah. a callback. Yep. You know, it's who I think a lot that keeps a lot of people stuck in those places, those positions and not want to move is that for some, some kind of reason, I don't know if it's the job or maybe their own mindset, but it convinces them that you're really not going to do better than this. 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it convinces them of that because I've heard some people say that like, oh, well, you know, if I go out there, what am I going to, what if I go to another job and it's just like, you know, worse than what it is here. And I'm like, yeah, you have the potential, but what if it's not? People always think about just the negative versus thinking about, well, what if I truly succeed somewhere else and be greater than I am here? Yeah. And they never take that type of mindset. I wonder why. No, because you know what? If you do the research ahead of time, if you research the company you might go to or the business you want to start, mm-hmm. you're going to be that. You're going to be confident to make that change. Yeah. And then it's like you get to the new job. It's like any new job, anything that's new. You're nervous. You have imposter syndrome. You're you're mm-hmm. not sure. So just switch your mindset to say this is going to be amazing. I'm going to succeed. This is where I'm supposed to be. Not everybody does that, but they should. Like, just start thinking a little bit. Be more confident about yourself, and be more proactive to carve your path and your journey, and know that it's going to be better than where you are now. Exactly. And if you find where you are, then stay there, but don't complain about it. You know, if you're don't complain about it, or either grow where you are too. Yes. You know, you could, that's always an option. And it's it's so crazy. Yes, I you know I've been starting my um affirmations. I've been really getting into affirmations, manifestations, and I've been reading the book, The Morning Miracle. And I have been like getting up and just, you know, saying my affirmations. And I think that's a part of what you said in terms of like how we change our thinking is that we have to tell ourselves that we are going to succeed. We will be successful. And that's a part of affirmation. That's a part of a daily practice that you have to put in play if you truly want to succeed somewhere. Well, let's talk about your journey. Like how was the journey going from TV producer to entrepreneur, did you have, because right now it seemed like you just had a lot of highs and you just did great. <laughs> you just a winner, Shannon. Oh yeah, none of that. You, you know, you, you are just a winner. And so tell me about your journey as an entrepreneur. What are some of the highs and lows that you had to deal with? Well, I mean, I went from making a really good salary yeah. in television to, like I said, you know, trying these different things that didn't work. And that's a blow mm-hmm. to your ego, of course. Yeah. You're like, hey, I used to um, do this X, Y, and Z. And now yeah. I'm working at this office job in the suburbs where there's toxic people and they're not using any of my creativity and my skills. And I, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a blow to the ego. So that's like upsetting. But then you're saying, okay, well, I'm contributing to the family and this is what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was just a struggle as far as like self-awareness and just kind of like, who am I? But I think it pushed me to say, okay, there's, there's more to come. There is a true second act here. But then when I launched my first business, um, that was a big rude awakening too, because I was like, I've never run a business before. I don't, you know, so that's why I chose to join a franchise at the time. Because in mm-hmm. a franchise, you have that corporate support, you have you know mm-hmm. the marketing materials, all of that stuff to kind of get you started. Yeah. So that was great. But I was making no money. You know, I'm just starting and you're building this business. The franchise mm-hmm. I opened, there were none in the state of New Jersey where I am. So I was literally grassroots guerrilla marketing trying to get the oh, idea wow. out. Luckily, I was a young parent marketing to other young parents. Um you know, about my services, but Mm -hmm. you know, it took a while. So it wasn't like I was making my television salary, you know, even in the first couple years of business, it took a really long time. So that was, you know, convincing my, my husband that this is just a work in progress. Yeah. Um, You know, and it's a lot of hours when you're starting a business and a lot of putting yourself out there. So there were definitely, it took a long time. Um, but then you get into, you know, you get one customer and then you get the next customer yeah. and it started growing from there. 
But then, you know, you realize, okay, well, is this what I want to do forever either? You know, I think once, mm-hmm. once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur, and you're always looking for that next thing. And mm-hmm. so launching Second Act Success was exciting because it was something new. Um, and I'm, you know, and I'm only a year into this business, so it's still really growing. I'm, you know, same with you, getting friends to be my first few guests on my podcast and then, yeah. you know, trying to get the first client and the second client and having mm-hmm. it grow. And I'm still learning. Like right now I'm thinking about selling my franchise so that I can really go full time into this because it's so much to juggle. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, I find myself sometimes getting back to the hours that I worked in television between the two businesses. So now it's like, okay, something else has to give. But, you know, I like that challenge of, of just having to figure it out and figuring it out on on my terms too. So it's, it, no, it's not all perfect at all. It's definitely evolving every day. Um, yeah. And then the kids are sick or something happens and, you know, you're off oh, yeah. the grid for a week and, you know, mm-hmm. so it's. <laughs> and trying yeah. to get back on it. Yeah. So it's, oh, it, but it's a, that challenge, right? Of trying to grow something that is so close to our heart. And um, yeah. I think that's what keeps you going. So would you say that the second act success is where your joy lies most? Yeah. yeah, it really does now. And mm-hmm. I love that I was able to serve children and families with my first business. But this mm-hmm. is really where I get to serve women like us that are yeah. feeling stuck. And it's incredible. And um, I just love to see the successes of my clients. So yeah, and I feel like even just chatting with other women who have pivoted on my podcast, it's just so cool to say like, wow, like there's so many other people out like you and I that have done yeah. this and it's really cool to be connected. And honestly, the podcast is one of the coolest things. And I'd love to have you on my show, Shawnee, because I think oh, your yes. story would be so great too. But I love right, it. Like this community is so awesome to have people. And once you meet someone, you're like, great, I'm so excited to support you or oh, introduce yeah. you to people. And it's just such a loving community to be a part of. So yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, podcasting is you know, it's just like one of those things where one, it's, it's what brings me joy because it is so easy for me to do. Yeah. Like I can get on this mic and I can talk all day. And when I first started, I was doing a lot of solo episodes where it was just me and the microphone. I was like, I'm just talking to you directly, just me and you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, and I was like, I was fine with that. And then now I got, I get booked so much to the point where I'm like, I don't even know when I'm gonna do a solo episode. You know, I'm going to try to sneak some in there when (laughs) I can, but that just shows me like, you know, the work I've been putting into and the fact that it brings me that joy, I think is what, what makes it so easy for me. And so looking into your second act, would you say that, Hey, make sure it's something that you can enjoy this time? Because like you said, at our ages, we want to do something we enjoy. I don't feel like wasting any more time. I don't want to be micromanaged. You know what I mean? You want to be in somewhere where it doesn't bring you stress and makes you feel bad about yourself because a lot of people are in those kind of positions. They are. Yeah. And, and we are privileged to be on this journey of like figuring it out and doing our own thing, of course. But, but I think, yeah, you want to make that leap into something that I always say is going to fill you up, right? Something that is going to make you feel creative and excited and Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity that might be. So absolutely. And that's where the research and, and planning comes. But then once you work towards that, it all becomes worth it. Um, And then you're, you're setting that example for the people around you, for your friends, for your kids. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. It's, I think it works. You yeah. know, let's talk about mindset, because even when it comes to the mindset of an entrepreneur, let's talk about your mindset, the type of mindset you had to have in order to make 
go through the hurdles and make the transition and finally say, you know what, I think I'm finally here where I found something that I truly enjoy. What type of mindset you have to have in order to take that type of journey? I think just, I'm kind of like a black sheep in the sense that I've always just been like super positive person. Like yeah. there's, you know, okay, I can figure it out. You know, everything's yeah. figure outable as my like mentor <laughs> yeah. Marie Forleo always says, but it's, <laughs> So yeah, so I feel like just having that mindset of like, all right, give me a challenge, I'll figure it out. Might not figure it out today, but I'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get there. So I think that yeah. just helps of being um, proactive too, and just proactive. I was just reading; it's on my mind today because I was reading, um, rereading the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the Stephen Covey oh, book. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. the proactive was the chapter I was reading last night, and it's all about. It's true because it's like you have to be proactive for yourself and have that mm-hmm. mindset because no one else is going to say, oh, you're ready for a change. All right, let me just give it to you. Yes. So you have to be proactive and realize like, what can I do to take the steps to get towards that goal? So really just every time I have a new challenge in front of me, it's like, okay, I know this is going to take time. I'm not expecting a miracle. Mm-hmm. And just keeping that mindset of like, great, I'm working through this. And, and even lately, the past few months, I've been having this moment of you know, not putting the pressure on myself to mm-hmm. do all the things every day. I was yeah. having this pressure of like, I have to show up on Instagram once or twice a day and oh, I have God, to be yeah. on this. And, <laughs> and I realized, you know what? There were there was one week where I was just having, I was it was a busy, busy week and I yeah. did not show up. And you know that I booked a client and I had more followers in that week. And I was like, what, what just happened? <laughs> so it made me realize like, you know what? No, like I, I don't have to do all the things. So giving yourself that grace too. Yeah. To know as much as you have to be proactive in your mindset, but you have to also listen to your body and listen to yourself and know that it's okay to step away and take a day off because yeah, it you're, is you're and no you're good right, to teach anyone, <laughs> especially with social media. Yeah, <laughs> because it can be relentless sometimes. And you know, I tell people, I, was, I tell people, it's so funny. Like I really kind of like my growth on TikTok kind of exploded. And it was only due to nothing I created, of course. <laughs> it was due to something that I just reposted. Really? And I was just sat there and I was like, what in the world is this? So my videos are here. I am taking my time, putting all this thought into gets like low views. <laughs> but I repost somebody else's video, gave them the credit, of course. And their views just went up to like 100,000. I was just like, what am I doing wow. wrong, God? <laughs> yeah. What am I doing wrong? You know what? It's so funny that you said that because I noticed that this week, not a hundred thousand, but I posted uh-huh. a video of my kids at take your kids to work day. Uh-huh. And it was just like, and I posted another one of my little boy. He recorded an intro to my podcast. That is yeah, what's getting I heard all it. The it's attention. so cute. Oh, did? Yeah. so cute. But I that's, did. That's what's getting all the attention. Whereas I can yes. think about this, like more thoughtful posts and this thoughtful reel. And so I think it just, that's a lesson for us, right? Like don't yeah. think so hard. If don't think so you hard stay, stay and it, just but. you know and people like connecting with people yeah. that's what I tell people all the time social media is all about connecting but people like connecting with people people like understanding your story hearing your story and people connect with it and that's really the only content you need to make for social media to yeah. be honest with you that's we all have to I just remind ourselves of that right when you look at yeah. somebody else's and it's so perfect it's like life no. isn't perfect no it's not at all it's not it's not. And I even when I look at people's feeds and their perfect feeds, I'm like, how do you have time to make such a perfect feed? Like, I don't even have the time to do it. I just no. don't. Because like I said, nobody's life is 
that aesthetically perfect. Like, I don't know nobody's life that's perfect like that. But. No, it's like we can look at both of our to-do lists and they're just probably miles long. And it's like, uh, okay, well, yeah. you just realize you're not going to get to it all. So No, <laughs> I put it on there, but I'll yeah. get to what I can. If I accomplish maybe two or three of them, I, it's been a good day. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's I been have a good this. day. I have a three. It's like a to-do list with three things. And I try to write mm-hmm. down my top three. And if I get to them, cool. If I don't... Yep. And try to simplify it. That's exactly what it is. You know, let's talk a bit bit about confidence, you know, because confidence is huge as an entrepreneur, you know, Mm -hmm. and even have confidence in yourself to not only launch a business, but to go into something different than what you're used to. Do you deal with clients who have a lack of confidence and do you kind of help them build that up? I, I do. And, and I think it's, um, it's, doing that internal work with them too, that like mindset yeah. work of like, yeah. like you said, like I love, um, the morning miracle and it's oh yeah miracle morning. Sorry. Miracle um, morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, just really doing those affirmations and thinking about Ooh. what it yeah. is that, you know, you're, you're working towards. So, and knowing I definitely have a couple clients to come to mind that are very hard on themselves and mm-hmm. I've been doing all the things, but I'm not getting the clients. And it's like, okay, well, you're doing all the things and you're doing everything. So be confident, be excited mm-hmm. for what you accomplished this week. And you're not just because you print out these new business cards and you drop them off places and you do a couple posts doesn't mean that they're just going to come. It takes time. Yeah. So it building time. that, you know, be confident that it will come in time and that you're doing everything you can. And if you're not, mm-hmm. why are you not? And what can you be doing to, you know, move the needle just a little bit? Um, yeah. And it's just letting them know that it's no one has overnight ex- success. I mean, you don't, I don't, it's Mm-mm. everything is a work in progress. So mm-hmm. just, I think it, it's more of that with the confidence piece and just reassuring yeah. them that, you know, if your goal for this week was to, make a new program on Canva and get your email list, you know, cleaned up a little bit, then that's great. You are two steps further than you were last week. And that should be the confidence that you need to just keep going. Like we said, just a couple little things each week, each day. And I think that's part of it too, is that, you know, we beat ourselves up, you know, when we don't, when we make such a long list, and this is what I tell a lot of my audience too, and listeners to just shorten it. Because when you make a long list, you overwhelm yourself. You know, like you said, thinking that I got to achieve everything. And if you don't achieve it, if you don't achieve everything on a list, then you feel bad. Then you have lack of confidence. But if you just maybe have a list of two to three things at the most, you know, and then you realize, oh, I could tackle these things easily. You know, and you do start to build your confidence that way because it is a blow on our confidence when we put certain things out. Trust me, I know I put posts out and I'm like, I didn't get not one like on this post. Like, it's been like five hours (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one that liked it? You know, so it's like, it's, it's hard. And that can be a blow because you're like, well, what am I doing? And I, but you know, I, in my mind, I always remember progress is slow and you got to be in it for the long haul, you know, and you just got to stay consistent and you can't give up and you got to just keep going forward. Right. That's what I keep trying to tell myself. It's so smart. And it's true. It's like, you know why you put that up? You put it up because it's going to resonate with someone maybe three Mm -hmm. months down the road who's going yes. to be a new listener and is going to see that and then go, oh, wow, look. So you're you're building this brand, right? And yep. I think – and and if we take all those ideas, those are great. And what I do is like at night before we do baths and bed and bedtime and all that is I just brain dump any ideas that I have. I have one mm-hmm. long Google Doc with like 
links to articles I want to read and all of that stuff. So yeah. it's saved somewhere for that miracle morning that I'll have time to go and look through it. But <laughs> yeah. then I write down my three things for tomorrow. So it's fresh. Mm-hmm. So I come in the morning and I'm like, oh, this is what I want to work on today. And maybe yeah. it changes and a lot of times it'll go out the window. But at least you can feel like you're a little bit in control and you are you have some type of a plan for when you wake up. Yeah. Um, yeah, helps it does. That, I mean, that is true. Listen, you have really dropped a lot of jewels here today. Seriously, you really have. I mean, I know my listeners are going to get some really value, a lot of value out of this conversation because a lot of them, even friends, I make sure they listen to this conversation too because I have a lot of friends, like I said, looking to go in that second act and try mm-hmm. to transition. And it's just been really hard for them to transition, um, like I said, to wrap their mind around that you do have skills that trans- that can transition to another industry. You just have to identify what those are, you know? And so, and everybody, everybody's like, oh, I just want to be in tech. And I'm like, yeah, everybody want to be in tech. And I'm not on the technical side of tech. I'm on the non-technical side of it. You know what I mean? So I'm not a developer. I don't work with code now. I tell people that. Yeah. Part. Like, <laughs> that's not my job, you know? But I told him I just was confident enough to know that I can do this. I can find a position here that works well with me and I can do it. And I did, you know, that yeah. translate well. But for them, it's just some of them are just too afraid to take the step because they're so afraid of well, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't get the job? What if I don't like it? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, then you're never going to take the step. You and never. you'll never know until you do try. Never. So, And that's where I just put an episode out this week about not burning bridges and how you, mm-hmm. can, you know, like you can leave your job and go back to it. Like if you leave, you know, you just have to do it in a professional way and and keep those contacts and you you just never know. So have that fallback plan, but work towards it and just no one can give you that perfect second act until you're ready for it. Oh yeah, you're right. And that's when you got to identify it for yourself, but have a deeper why than just making a lot of money. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Because money will come, but just have a deeper why than that. So I like that. Thanks, Shannon, for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. Before we end the show, um, one, I want you to tell me, um, what was some of the best advice that you've ever received from another woman? It was a producer I worked under um, at MTV when I started. And can't remember exactly what she so said. So cool that you work for MTV. That was uh, so awesome. Back when it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I used to live in New York for a long time and I had a friend and we used to go up to MTV building all the time because she, yes. she worked there too. I just can't remember where, but oh she used God. to work there too 15, in the same building. 1515 Broadway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at that. Yes, it is. My home. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. But you know, there was a woman who was older and she wasn't married. She didn't have kids at the time. And she was mm-hmm. like, you deserve to be in this position where I am with a family, with kids, like females can be here too. And she's like, and one day I'll be married and I'll have kids. But like, she was like higher up then. And I just remember her saying that and me going, you know what? I can. And there's a lot of men around here and there should be a lot more women in these higher up positions. But I just liked that she was confident in herself to know that she belonged Mm -hmm. there and that she could still have all of the other things as well. And, um, and still be there. Mm-hmm. You know what's so crazy? That's still relevant today where we're still looking for a lot of more female leaders and organizations because we don't still don't have that many of us at the top level, which is so strange. Yep. So oh, yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. 
I'm glad you said that. Um, guys, listen, do you have anything you want to offer the audience? Do you have like a course you will need to, that they need to know about? So I can make sure we have links for that down in the show notes. Thank you. Yeah. Everything for me is really at secondactsuccess.co. And okay, there yeah. you'll have a wait list for my course, um, links to the podcast, ways to work with me. There's a few free resources there as well. If you sign mm-hmm. up for the newsletter. So yeah, secondactsuccess.co has everything. All right. Great, guys. Well, listen, before I end the show, listen, guys, if you wanted a few tools, six of my top tools that I use to manage my podcast while I'm working full time, they are like life changing tools for me. They will be available down in the link. So they are free. You can grab that freebie and download those tools and make sure you start using them just to help you manage your life better. And as Shannon said, gain more freedom. You know, because I use these tools to help me keep me balanced, but also give me freedom from not being just a slave to my computer. So make sure you guys grab that down in the link below. It is free for you and you can start using them today. All right, guys, listen, I'm Shani Sanders. This is the Girl Techno Podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Girl Techno Podcast. We really hope this episode gets you one step further in your dream of becoming an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. Once you leave us a review, we will shout you out on our next episode. Now, in order to qualify for the shout out, all you have to do is leave a review, screenshot the review, tag Girl Techno Podcast in your stories, and you will get a shout out in our next episode. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.